life doesn't start until you turn 30. <laughs> that's when you, like, those 20s that we talked about before, that's when you can fuck up. Because Saturn isn't breathing down your neck yet. Saturn starts breathing down your neck around 30, then it's time to grow the fuck up and, like, take on your roles that you're supposed to take on and become a responsible person, at least responsible for yourself. Because that's Saturn's theme. It's self-responsibility, right? It's being your own, your own father and your own mother, right? Not being babied, growing the fuck up. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's really, that's, that's what Saturn's all about. So if you haven't been doing that, when Saturn comes back to his place where he was at when you were born, which is what a Saturn return is, it's just returning to the same degree. If you haven't been doing that work and you haven't been growing the fuck up, you're gonna have a way worse, way shittier Saturn return. It is Homie Romy. You are in for a special treat, a sneak peek of a Patreon special episode. Oh yeah, you already know what's going down. I have Kaylee Burkana on today and she is going to be giving me a pre-chart reading and let me tell you something. We get into some personal stuff so you get to know us on a deeper level. Uh, so, you're welcome. Because we're pretty, pretty fucking, fucking cool. cool. Pretty I would share this with you guys because she is a really great astrologer, person who is passionate and studying deep understandings of the astrological workings and the zodiacal signs and all of that good stuff. Things in which I could use improvement, but that's why we thicken our pots, the proverbial stew of understanding by adding the right Oh, yeah. You know that's right. So, I am gifting you guys a sweet thing that other people are paying for. Three dollars. Three dollars a month over at the Patreon. And that's it. Three bucks. You get expanded understandings. And you get Dan's show. Dan's personal show called Devil's Advocate and we interview awesome people and we go hard and we go deep because you know how we do it at RFTA rising from the ashes yeah and if you are not on the telegram group chat over on that social media thing then get on over there shout out to everybody keeping it lit like my boy Eric Wentz. What up? Thank you guys. Um, Rob, you're out there. I know you're out there, bro. You're out here. You shared his picture with this epic beard the other day on Telegram. It was amazing. I love seeing people's epic beards. And I also like seeing, you know, birds and flowers. I also like bubbles. I love bubbles. <laughs> 
just going on now, aren't I? I'm just going on and going on. When I should be going home and going to bed because I'm friggin' tired. <laughs> well, actually, I had a dream about Aleister Crowley the other night. Not about Aleister Crowley. I think he made his way into my dreamscape. He was attached to another man's throat. Somehow he was, like, psychically attached to this other guy's throat. Anyways... I'm like ready to dream more because I've been having some pretty w wickedly sweet dreams. So stay curious, everybody. Stay amazing and enjoy this awesome interview free from Patreon. Like I said a couple times already. Anyways, here we go. Kaylee Burkana, the court astrologer. Okay. Hey everybody, welcome to Rising from the Ashes, Expanded Understandings, Homie Romy, Patreon Plus. <laughs> uh, today we are blessed, we are honored with a court astrologer, a divine master of understanding the sweet, sultry stars, Kaylee Burkana. How are you? I'm doing amazing. Thank you for that wonderful intro. <laughs> Court astrologer. Chance, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> She's an astrologer of the cult? <laughs> I gotta laugh at that, though. I gotta laugh at that, because, you know, Chance's got this Leo rising, right? So he's, like, the main character. And <laughs> started doing, started doing uh, astrology with him, and then just open the chat one day and all of a sudden I've got this court astrologer next to my name and I didn't choose that. That wasn't me, okay? That was him. <laughs> well, that's the thing about names is we don't choose our names. No, we don't. Unless you're Roman and you got your name changed. Oh, uh, but I mean, uh, <laughs> last name, Roman's been there. It is, yeah, it's a whole thing, unfortunately. Okay. I wish, I wish I could it. just go back. I want to go back. I want to go back to Roman Swaggerty Gertie. Swaggerty, mm -hmm. yeah, that's a good name. Swaggerty Gertie, yeah, <laughs> two Gerties. It's like someone was hiccuping at the end. Gertie, 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 <laughs> Gertie. Let me finish. Sorry. There was a hit, yeah, a hiccup in there. That's funny. Oh my god. Well, yeah, dude. Thanks for inviting me on. I'm excited. Um, this is gonna be fun. I have no idea what you're gonna ask me, so that's exciting <laughs> well it's just such an open world you know with the stars and i just i'm just hoping that you know we're gonna kind of keep it you know pretty open to the flow of organica um when it comes to astrology i'm very basic basically understanding like the elements that tie into you know the that so like you know i know i know like that much um <laughs> but I, i'm really curious about it all um and yeah so like i mean i guess you can just uh en enlighten us with your history backstory how you got to getting into this uh yeah. and, and where you maybe see it going and how it's helped you and you know just anything on your journey that you want to share with us sure um okay oh god where do i start <laughs> Um, so I've been through some pretty crazy shit in my short 30 years. And uh, while going through that crazy shit, I was. I'm gonna stop you right, right there. 1991? Okay. 
Yeah, buddy. Nice yeah. knuckle yeah. bump here. <laughs> Boop. Yep. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. 91. Good vintage, in my opinion. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I don't know. I've been through some really, really crazy shit. And, um, uh, God. Oh, my God. Seriously, where do I start? So, when I left high school, right, uh, there's the crazy, like, market crash, right? I graduated in 09, so, like, 2008. That was the, the mortgage bubble bullshit. But I went into welding, right? So that was like my first career choice. It wasn't astrologer. It was, I want to build cool shit with metal and fire. Fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> that's where I wanted to go originally. <laughs> because, okay, do you remember the show um, Monster Garage with Jesse James? Um, uh, you know, yes, I do. But I also don't. But I'm saying yes. Okay, that's fine. Anyway, it was a really cool show. Jesse James was like building cool, crazy shit with different teams of people, and um, yeah, I just I wanted to build. I wanted to be cool like that to build cool shit <laughs> and to work with my hands and make like artistic things. But anyway, so I went into welding first, and um, honestly, it was not a good career path for me. <laughs> I loved making cool things. I loved working with my hands. I loved working hard. I loved the science of it too. But um, ultimately it just wasn't um, what I was meant to be doing, I guess. But anyway, then the crazy things happened. Um, and I had originally grown up in like a super Christian home, but had gone like hardcore, like militant atheist in high school. Um, and then these insane things happened. <laughs> And it put me into this, I don't know, this process of transformation, I guess you could say, that um, ultimately I needed to um, change a lot of things about my life. So I started opening up to po po other possibilities. It's like, okay, maybe I've been doing this wrong. And I actually had to go through like rehab and like a whole, a whole lot of things, <laughs> a whole lot of years of therapy. <laughs> and, uh, started realizing that there was actually way more to life than just the material side of it and i uh, got really started like i don't know i was drawn to like tarot first and then astrology and it was like just surface level stuff at first and then i realized that astrology was actually describing my life perfectly and <laughs> gave me a really good reason why i was going through these insane things because they didn't make any sense to me like didn't make didn't make any sense um until i got like my chart read and started realizing oh there's actually some meaning and reason behind all of this um and that's kind of like a crash course <laughs> to how i got here um yeah and oh god like it's been it's been an interesting journey i think i really started like hardcore studying astrology when um, um, actually it's it's relatively new that I've started like really really focusing in on it um, I'd say 2019 there was another major huge pivot point for me and then when 2020 happened um, I started realizing that things happening in the sky were playing out literally like fucking literally 
on when the in, earth. When in a court, what's a, what's the timeline on uh, your astrological understanding to 2019? Like, were you into it at this point? Where have you been studying it, or you were just kind of just getting into it, dabbling, or what? What made you kind of have that uh, that uh, epiphanizal moment? Uh, <laughs> 2019, summer of 2019, um, I had an, an an NDE experience. Um, wow. And uh, it changed everything. And up until that point, I was still abusing drugs, like several. Um, <laughs> you were about to list them off. You're I was about to. I'm like, Let's you're comfortable wow. here to do that if you want. You're also comfortable uh, to tell us about this NDE if that's something you, if that's not too, too much. Um, but I absolutely understand if, if, if it's not something you want to get into. Yeah, well, let's let's just um, let's just put it this way. I took some heroic doses of some stuff <laughs> on one day, and then some heroic doses of some more stuff on the next day, and then psychedelic Saturday was the next day after that, <laughs> and then and then psychedelic Saturday turned into Mushroom Monday. Um, <laughs> It was it was some it was a series of really poor decisions that actually ended up being the best thing ever, um, because I met an eagle and uh, we had a conversation. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. And then and then, well, like not like for reals, for reals, but like for reals. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. Not like he didn't sit down beside me, but like there was some exchanges. Um, and, uh, I don't know, I'm really, I'm breezing through a lot of crazy details, but, um, what ended up happening in the end was I was actually overdosing on a lot of things, but because of all of the work that I had done before that point, um, I was able to, uh, bring my heart rate down and not need to be in a hospital while we were in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so thank God I had been doing all of the work previous to that point. Otherwise it would have been a totally different story and I probably wouldn't be here right now. Um, anyway, kind of fast forward, I ended up at home safely. Um, and then I just felt like I didn't want to be alone. So I took myself to my sister's house um, and thank God I'd done that because I collapsed and started screaming, apparently. I don't remember this part. I guess I had a psychotic break. I don't know. I remember most of it, though, which is crazy because um, apparently people don't remember those. But I do actually remember a lot of what happened. Wow. And uh, uh, essentially, I had to get taken to the hospital. Sitting in the hospital um, and uh, they actually had to strap me down. <laughs> So I got strapped to the fucking hospital Strapped down bed. Saturday. <laughs> good old normal trip. I think it was Tuesday. I don't know. <laughs> it might have been Wednesday. I'm Makes not sense. sure. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what day it was. But anyway, it was pretty crazy. But um, uh, yeah, after that point, though, I haven't touched a chemical drug since. Since summer of 2019. From hardcore abusing cocaine and all this other shit to fucking nothing but marijuana since. Something changed. But anyway, it was crazy. It was really crazy. And um, I'm lucky to be alive. But uh, We're almost... lucky that you're alive, too. 
Thanks, buddy. <laughs> but anyway, it was really crazy. And like after that point, I was like, okay, there's way more going on here than I can see. What the fuck? So then, like, I started a, a, a seriously daily dedicated practice of like reading um, El Elder Futhark Norse runes every single day because that's just what I was really into. Um, and I have some some Swedish heritage. So yeah, and uh, uh, really studying astrology because it was like what the fuck just happened um and yeah that kind of is like <laughs> crash course into wow. to where we are now and then uh yeah and then 2020 honestly 2020 i was still when 2020 happened i was still um uh convinced that they weren't lying to us about everything and um then when I realized that Skyclock was playing out in real time, then I was like, oh, they're fucking lying. And then it was like, boom, 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 boom. And then now I'm here I'm talking wow. to people like you guys. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, a, it's not it's not an easy journey. And, and like those types of experiences in order to have an awakening, you know, sometimes can be pretty brutal, but you know thankful for it in the end because it's like what you were 28 <laughs> come on like 20 yeah. I'm, I'm 30 now just turned 30 in october and it's just like man all right i get what people are saying take me back to my 20s like i'm like <laughs> i like i almost had a, a, a serious like you know i was going through like a lot of emotional things not any uh you know i, I definitely wasn't uh um I was raised around drug addicts and a lot of my family is hardcore drug addicts and still like a lot of my mom's sisters are homeless, addicted to meth, you know, for 50 years, she's never had a home, right? Like she's maybe like rented a couple places from time to time, but just, so I, I've been lucky enough to stick away from, I mean, like I've done a lot of drugs and I've done my fair share of all the things, but I don't, I just never got like addicted. I think mainly because of like just seeing it and just being like, wow, I totally can't become my aunt. And if I do, you know, like it just wasn't, you know, uh, so, but you know, I, different experiences need to have like, it's so crazy. This journey, this like passion, passive drive by thing, you know, sometimes you slip in and out of consciousness and it's almost like there's something else like this, uh, the other part of your, your spirit, comes in while you can daydream and drift into another consciousness something else is running your body um you know it's like sometimes i visualize it like you have like you know a lot of times it's the three the holy trinity right that's all a part of you either circling in and out of your physical vessel and uh i feel like that's what like there's and this is something i want to get into too later you know just understanding cycles right there's there's so many like the atlanteans were uh, always uh uh replicating centric uh concentric rings right mm. and so it's like those look like they sound like cycles to me right yep. Rep repetitive right. circles you know like you got to go through each one maybe like a labyrinth or a maze you know and um okay. anyways before we jump into any astrology stuff while we're still here on the sweet life path stories um uh, the eagle story sounded really cool. I mean, birds are obviously very special, and um, I'm, I'm I'm lucky out here in the in the hills of California, oh, and yeah. you'll see more hawks here 
then it, like people drive on this road they're like dude i saw like five hawks i was like yeah bro man you, you go there's see a nest 20. over there bro <laughs> you go see 20 more hawks and then there's hawks uh there's um a lot of vultures Ooh. a lot of vultures and cool. so it's like this is this valley is just hawks and vultures and and what i'm noticing with communication birds are so aware they're hyper aware and i think I, they have to be they do have to be it's absolutely a thing like they have this yeah. i used to work at an outdoor school um, where we teach kids bird language and cool. we would like we do sit journals sit spots where you you know we we take kids out you get to pick a tree far away from each other you can't see anybody else you don't want to see anybody else's no, legs no distractions or no distractions and then you take your journal and you listen to the sounds and then you draw you on the map on your paper and then you draw where the sounds are coming from okay uh, okay what sound is that oh draw the shape of that sound you know so you can be like okay that's up down over kind of pause for a second then it went go you know so, yes. so and so that's called bird language right and so when you that's cool as fuck and you're running through the forest or walking through the forest whatever you're doing you can listen to the birds because they are the communicators of the of the lands like they communicate everything from the top down they are the air element right and yeah. uh anyway so birds communicating with us it doesn't it doesn't mean they have to sit down next to you look at you and like grow teeth and talk you know they kind yeah. of will just by swooping down yeah. you know flying they're like they're showing themselves to because they know you are there trust yeah. me they fucking oh, yeah. know you're there so i was oh, wondering more about like your eagle experience Ten thousand hours before we know they're there yeah actually i do have a very interesting little tidbit to tell you about that so okay i was thinking about this earlier today because i my sister and i were driving and we actually saw another eagle but there's a nest like not terribly far away but anyway um if i had actually chosen an animal i wouldn't have picked a bird i would have picked like a fucking wolf or something like that okay like that's what i would have chosen but it's like nah bro. <laughs> You're gonna fly, even if you don't want to. So, anyway, just thought that was funny. Um, so, <laughs> there was, um, okay, so my grandmother, on my dad's side, um, she has passed on. Um, and uh, while she was alive, her and her husband had purchased this cabin um, off of this lake, and um, some loggers wanted to come in and take out a ton of the trees that were there but there is an eagle nest up there and eagles i'm sure you know nest in the same place year after year after year and they always go back to the same nest until it falls into the fucking tree and at this point in time they were an endangered species so my grandma was like fuck no nice. <laughs> and was instrumental in getting the area around this lake protected because there's eagle nests there and i didn't know this at the time when i had this crazy fucking trip okay <laughs> i didn't know that i found this out afterwards um but i knew she was an avid bird watcher and when i spotted the eagle immediately my first thought was actually of her i was like grandma oh my god wow she would love this so immediately there was like this like emotional connection right and then um, I had uh, uh, like 
it was just this one moment where I wasn't comfortable. Um, I was with some friends, but they weren't like close friends. And like, I know, I just, I, I've never like fit in with people. So like, I was really not comfortable. And I had one of my, one of my girlfriends say to me, um, she said something about like needing to play. I was like, okay. So then I decided to just play. And as soon as I had made that decision, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We can just, we can just play. That's cool. Um, as soon as literally the moment I had made that decision, we started walking to find like moss covered staffs to be like fucking sea witches and shit. Okay. <laughs> I found an eagle feather in my path and I had <gasps> never seen one before. And I was like, oh my fucking god so that was the sequence of events it was like emotional connection okay i'm gonna play let's go be played sea witches and then eagle feather it was like oh wow and i hadn't taken any drugs at this point i'd smoked some weed but that was it i hadn't taken anything yet um so then like i became attached to that eagle feather for the rest of the fucking weekend okay it was mine <laughs> it chose me but anyway that's not the point um there was one particular moment. But it also is the point. It is the point. Exactly. <laughs> it is the point. Okay. It is the point. Also, if indigenous people hear that I have an eagle feather, I'm going to get fined a lot of money. So, shh. but anyway. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I, I had a guy at a fucking, uh, at the bar come up to me one day because I had a hat and that with feathers that I found um, and or were gifted. Uh, you know, due to the yeah. nature of our business, right? And yeah. we 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 definitely had indigenous, uh, you know, humans on our crew, right? Because we were teaching uh, a lot of indigenous like types of skills, right, and beliefs, and yeah. you know, uh, and this guy uh, comes up and he's just like, "Yeah, I know that's an owl feather on your hat. <laughs> you fucking asshole! You better take that off, or I'm gonna Fuck call you this. whitey." You know, and I was, just, I mean, he was white, you know, like the guy was white as fuck. And so it was just like, I was just like, dude, you don't know anything, bro. Like this was given to me by somebody that, you know, like has like just a massive amount of, you know, uh, understanding with it. And the thing is, is when it comes to poaching and that kind of history, yeah. you know, with like, yeah. it makes sense. And so. Uh, anyways, it's crazy. In case people don't know, you can get literally fined and ticketed uh, $50,000 for an eagle feather, $10,000 for an owl feather. And, you know, there's there's like other feathers in the middle ground of birds of prey. Uh, but yeah, $50,000 for a fucking eagle feather, dude. Crazy. I know. I'm like... <laughs> I don't got shit. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I left it there. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, she has. She does not have the feather still to this day. Hanging no, up I, in lost mantle, it. Uh, I lost uh, it. Lost somewhere. Completely, I don't know. Yeah, it's not in a secure box above her <laughs> ritualistic talismanic space where she uh, transcends into another dimension. Okay, <laughs> so don't go looking around there. Yeah. You will not find it. Exactly, it's gone. I don't know what happened. <sighs> I lost it in a boating accident. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, anyway, there's this one, there's, there's lots of little moments where it was like, I spotted the fucking eagle before anybody else did, and they're like, look, she's right there, I'm like, yeah, I fucking know, okay, but, <laughs> but anyway, um, there was one, one particular very dangerous moment where I was looking in my tent for something, um, so I was actually having an asthma attack, I have asthma, I was having, I was actually having an asthma attack, so I was looking for my fucking puffer, 
and um, I was also overheating. And um, I knew that I needed to get the fuck out of the tent because it was danger, extreme danger zone. And I heard, ah, several times. And I was like, I know, I know, I know, I know. I got to get out. I know. Thank you. Wow. But like several times, I was like, holy shit, dude. Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. But anyway, I found what I needed. I got out of the tent. And I was okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was crazy, dude. It was crazy. Wow. Wow. It's <laughs> just like watching your back, just making sure. You're like, okay. Was, Been in there for a little was. bit. Uh, yeah. You might need to get out of there, bud. Probably. Don't fall asleep in there. You won't get back up. So, yeah. Um, and then when, when we were driving out, um, I wasn't driving. <laughs> Thank God. When we were driving out, um, I, uh, uh, the, the gentleman that was driving me, bless his soul. <laughs> I was still like literally flying. <laughs> so he was doing like little extra little <laughs> just so it could be like, woo, you know, anyway. Um, and then I looked out the window and I saw her following the car and she followed, followed us until we were totally out of the mountains. And then I didn't see her again. But wow. Was like, yeah. Yeah. So that's why my tag on Telegram is fucking Canadian. Okay. That's because of that. <laughs> yeah. So that's my eagle story, and uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, those those special moments like that when you you know you start your journey in the beginning and you're shown a sign, right? And then it's just you know there's there's subtle signs all the way through until the mm -hmm. you know the end and it greets you on the way out just to just to show you know and say like hey you're all right bud like you know you know that's that's super beautiful honestly and mm -hmm. there's there's uh, something to be had with that, and I'm glad uh, you shared that experience. Thank you for sharing that, bud. Yeah, well, I figured, you know, with this Scorpio stellium, you'd understand the eagle-type symbolism and shit, so, you know. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I, I have had people tell me aspects of my chart before. And I've had okay. multiple apps. I've had, uh, um, goodness, what's the iOS Android app? Uh, Astro Matrix. Oh, okay. Like, there's a lot. <laughs> there's yeah. a few of them. Astro Matrix, I was pretty, I loved because, uh, you know, the, the art they had on there. And there's just so, there's, the thing is, is those apps are really detailed and it's great. But, you know, what is... Uh, Pluto conjunct, uh, you know, sectal uh, ne nectar seven, like wind turbine, uh, you know, I don't yeah. know. Like, I just don't know. And they're, uh, but they're able to get it down to the day, right? And so they get your daily astrology, you know, they're like, a re and it, it's like, I, I had to like kind of put it away for a little bit. Because I was just like, man, you know, like, I don't want to have, I don't like want to have to feel like I'm manifesting these things that I'm reading into yeah. my reality, which is what, like, I, I sometimes, I've sometimes I'll be so hyper consciously aware of something. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to do this thing. So therefore, I don't manifest it in, even though I'm already thinking about it. Therefore, I've thought it through already and I could manifest it in that original direction I didn't want it to go to anyway, <laughs> you know? And so, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like you know and and so that's just how it works that's how i work i guess but um yeah, so, 
Um, That's so funny. Uh, do you want to share any more before we get into the chart stuff? Um, I don't know. I think that's a good transition point. I think that's a good tra- transition point. I think just the 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 ending kind of thing that I would say on that is just like, um, uh, uh, for when you're doing drugs, kids. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Yes, yes, but also do them, you know, have moments, have experiences. Yeah. Don't live so much on the safe side that you, you know, end up not answering some internal questions that you you may have never answered, you know. Totally. Uh, but yeah. before we do go into that, actually, maybe uh, maybe give us like one of those, if you could share another experience with us, an experience that, an experience that you've had while studying this type of astrological study, this cosmic study that really kind of broke through, you know, that, that, that time where you're like, okay, this actually makes sense now. I think I get it. Hmm. Let's see. I can give you a really great example that got me started on like really studying it seriously um so march 2020 when oof great month got locked down the 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 unveiling of the apocalypse okay <laughs> great i love that one march 2020 you say oh yeah dude it's such a great time let me check it? my scrapbook <laughs> <laughs> seriously oh my god anyway march 2020 um Saturn, the planet of restriction, obstacles, all of those fun things. Also, <laughs> responsibility, okay, and structure. Uh, <laughs> moved into the sign tropical, by the way, use Western tropical, of Aquarius, which represents the people. So, lockdowns. Saturn moving into Aquarius literally triggered fucking lockdowns. Restriction of the movement of the people, Aquarius. <laughs> I was like, what? That's what did it right there, huh? How? Yeah. And I, we have Saturn in Aquarius, so it was the beginning of my Saturn return. And yours too, by the way. So it's like, holy Wait, that was the beginning the of Saturn return? The Saturn re- Okay, so your Saturn return starts, like, Saturn can be within, like, a sign, and you start getting hints of what's going to go down for your Saturn return. And then when it's within about 10 ish degrees from your exact degree you really start feeling it and if you haven't been doing the work up until then you're gonna get your ass kicked so like you know march 2020 what was going on for you roman <laughs> you really want to know yeah it was fucking awesome i oh, really uh, good. <laughs> had a sneaking intuition to get out of the states and i was like oh. you know i'm in a i'm in portland why am i in i'm in portland oregon where i spend a lot of my time and uh I was like, oh, uh, I was like, ah, I got to get the fuck out of here. And I moved back to the island. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, I had been like back and forth living in Hawaii for, you know, like seven or six or seven years at that point. And so like it's kind of like my runaway go to space. Right. right. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I did that. And it like I think I moved out there March fucking first or like the the very last of uh february february 
And, uh, yeah, it was just like I was out there for two weeks, and then next thing you know, lockdowns and shit. And, but, like, I had gotten a job at a health food store, so, like, I was still working. Um, I, like, went there, and, like, the great thing about, like, going – it wasn't a new place for me. So, like, I got a place to stay basically right away, and then I got I got a job at a, at a, at a little health food store where, you know – your boy likes to cook, so it was just like there's so much free food. It was ridiculous. If I, I, I highly actually recommend if anyone lives, you know, was looking for a casual job, they just want to like work, you know, uh, and like kind of take it easy. A health food store is a great place to work at, dude. Like, it, yeah. uh, as long as they're not like you know some type of terrible like top-down government uh, structure with their management shit. Which happened, fucking Nazis. Uh, then you're good to go, kid. Anyways, uh, that's yeah. My, I, I was lucky, and uh, and I, I moved out, back out to the island, and, and was there, and had a job, and everything. And you know, I, I mean, my intuition is pretty fucking good. I, I like to say, and I like to say that just to reassure my intuition, to know <laughs> that it's fucking loved, and and just to please let me know more of these things. Uh, but yeah, like you know, I didn't trust that. I would never ever fucking for a second thought covid was anything more than exactly what the fuck it is so um you know i i was lucky enough to do that and i've always been a fucking punk and a and a, a and an anti whatever you know like i just always saw behind behind the lines like i between the lines i've, I've been lucky to see between the lines and uh and yeah man like we, we society is is not the way that that life should be the current society is is just it's even if we were to fix it it, it would still not be in tune with earth so you know uh like there's really not much we can do except for just exist anyway but uh but you know the it, it, fucking yeah dude uh <laughs> spoken like a pluto scorpio <laughs> oh goodness goodness I love it. Like, yeah. No, yeah, that's awesome, dude. Um, Yeah, Saturn. Saturn return. Oh, Saturn return. Yeah, because, you know, people told me, they were like, yeah, it's 27 to 30. And I was like, sweet, okay. And I'm a yeah. planner, too, so when you tell me a date and <laughs> time, I'm like, 27 to 30 on the dot? All right, perfect, Saturn return. Hey, I know things. So your Saturn returns when you're 27 to 30, by the way, in case you guys didn't know. <laughs> You know, like so, but obviously it's not so black and white. So maybe do you want to go into that at all? Uh, yeah, that's cycles. That's cycles. Mm, yep. So most, how many, how many? oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Most most people will go through two, sometimes three Saturn returns in a life. Right, life doesn't start until you turn thirty. <laughs> that's when you like those twenties that we talked about before. That's when you can fuck up because Saturn isn't breathing down your neck yet. Saturn starts breathing down your neck around thirty. Then it's time to grow the fuck up and like take on your roles that you're supposed to take on and become a responsible person, at least responsible for yourself. Because that's Saturn's theme. It's self-responsibility right it's being your own your own father and your own mother right not being babied growing the fuck up um and uh <laughs> yeah that's really that's that's what saturn's all about so if you haven't been doing that when saturn comes back to his 
place where he was at when you were born, which is what a Saturn return is. It's just returning to the same degree. If you haven't been doing that work and you haven't been growing the fuck up, you're going to have a way worse, way shittier Saturn return than if you had already been doing that stuff, right? So, like, if you had been taking responsibility for yourself and like paying your bills on time and like organizing your finances like those are just like super basic things but they add up um you're gonna have a way better time with your Saturn return than than not and um what's really interesting about your chart is you have Saturn in the 10th house right next to your MC which is the 10th house cusp so that's like really the Saturn return for you is opening up to stepping into the spotlight, to being more public, to starting your podcast, to talking about the weird stuff that goes on in your head, <laughs> right? That's really what Saturn return was for you. And like um, stepping into the role of um, what your vocation is going to be, not just like working side jobs here and there and kind of flitting around but like what do you really want to build what's your legacy gonna be that's what saturn return for you was all about and like you can get a lot of detail about um what uh what that's gonna be like for a person based on what house it falls into so are you familiar at all with the house system no okay <laughs> i'll go over it super quickly right just, I mean, I, I have a general gist of basically all the things, but it's so much of a general gist. It's kind of like a subtle mist from, uh, you know, like the ocean sprays, but you're about like a quarter mile away. You can know the ocean's there. It's like, mm, I can smell it. I can kind of taste it, <laughs> kind of feel it, but it's just a subtle mist. Uh, but yeah, I know there's 10, no, there's 12 houses. Yep. Right. Uh, and if you, if you let me yeah. share my screen. <laughs> Oh shit, baby, you already know I'm about to let you share your screen. Yeah. Hold up. <laughs> yeah, we could we could talk about the other planetary cycles go. too. Yeah, yeah, like maybe in, in a, uh, in a, uh you know, I guess actually I could have structured out uh holy snarks. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what I, is it a snark? Okay. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah. October twenty fifth, nineteen ninety one, right? Port Angeles, Washington, 6.52, not 25. Mm. 52 p.m., p.m., correct? See, that's, that's, what they, that's, what, that's what my mom told me, so. Okay. Mm, yeah, he can't trust mom, but. <laughs> so, most, most women nowadays are, like, fucked up on drugs and, like, going through a really traumatic experience when they're having a baby, so their memory's usually not the best, most reliable, but hey, go with it. I mean, if, um, if, so the birth, okay, let's back up the bus a little bit. The birth time matters a lot because it lays out the house structure for your chart, okay? The house structure tells you what area of life things happen, what energy is present in what area of life okay so for example so this his horizontal line right here this is literally the horizon the sun rises in the east this is the east so it goes up like this narrow and sets in the west over here okay everything above the line was in the sky at the moment of your birth everything below the line was under the horizon right 
the the ICMC this line here this is the zenith so the highest point in the sky where where the sun was at noon right and down here this is like the midnight the opposite of the zenith right so the houses are laid out like so going um counterclockwise and it starts with the first house right here right under the horizon okay um so this is you can think of the first house as like your body and uh, a good deal of like your your the main personality that people see you through so to speak Taurus. and i fucking love that it's in taurus because i know what you do <laughs> right it's all about the earth it's all about the plants it's all about putting your hands in the soil and building what is real what's natural what is like quality like that's Taurus I fucking love it um so I saw that I was like of course of course he's fucking Taurus uh beautiful but anyway so I have to ask you a question yeah okay just my first intuitive like kind of under trying to gauge on what the fuck's going on here so this horizontal or this uh equilateral line right here in the middle everything below that is below the equatorial right so like it's in the dark side of the of the horizon yeah. so yes. does that mean during this times of the year i'm way more introspective and naturally kind of darker and more asleep because that's what it fucking feels like for the entire yeah. winter i'm just like i will kill everybody and if you try to fuck with me i will destroy you uh but and then these times of the years i'm really happy boy and probably the best person you'll ever meet in your entire life. But over these other parts of the year, I'm like, all I want to do is uh, make music and don't anyone talk to me. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, okay, like winter's up here though, right? So, is it? Um, yeah, winter's oh, up dear here. Dear Lord. But let me let me let me break this down, okay? So, if you are a person that has more planets above the horizon than below the horizon. You tend to be more extroverted because these are the public houses. These are the um, like these are relationship houses on this side of the chart, on the right side. For our listeners who are not watching the video, the right side of the chart is the like relationship houses. The left side of the chart is like by our own personal willpower. Above the horizon is everything that's like social and out in the world and visible, right? Because it's above the horizon, so it's visible. And then below the horizon, that's everything that's in the private. That's like um, our, like literally our home. Um, and then like, you know, just, I'll go through it. But like, so if you have more planets down here, you tend to be a little bit more introverted. But if you have more planets up here, you tend to be a little bit more extroverted, usually. Those are like general tendencies. And then you'll see other aspects and things in the chart that like kind of like give more detail on that. So it's kind of just super brief overview. Man, all um, this. I love the symbols, dude. I'm seeing the high, uh, almost what looks like the hieroglyphic monad by John D. Uh, right there in Scorpio. It's like uh, that, up, up, That's up. your sun. No, up oh. a little bit. Next one. That. Oh, that's Pluto. No, below that. That that's, one. That's Mercury. So the Mercury sign looks. So John D. Right. Is faint. Do you, does it? Everyone knows. Do you know who John D is? <laughs> everyone knows. Let's wait. Let's ask her. 
I know that name, but I'm not familiar with his work. So John Dee was a, you know, he's an, he was a mathematician, uh, the the right hand to the Queen of England oh, back in okay. the 17th century. And he wrote this really awesome book called The Hieroglyphic Monad. And it looks very similar to that sign with, I think, the Taurus. He explains it very well in the book. You should get oh, that book. With um, that book. Please get that book. It's on Audible. It'll blow your fucking mind. And then I, have, I see I the have flag for Atlantis right down here with the circle and the cross. That? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is called in astrology this is called your point of fortune so isn't that interesting with the Atlantis the point of fortune but anyway the point of fortune in your chart it represents um, a lot of your physical possessions it's actually a mathematically calculated point if your ascendant is not like if your birth time is not correct then this will be off but yeah interesting so it represents physical things and luck Okay, and that's in Sagittarius. No, this is Libra. Libra. Oh, I'm my, my I'm backwards. I'm backwards. That's Libra, and yeah. Sag is the arrow. Yeah, and... that's Sag. There's Scorpio. Nice. There's Taurus. So, so the signs go this way around. Right. It's the opposite of clockwise. Yeah, and the and then but the sky moves this way, right? So sun rises in the east. Oh my god, my noodles on the ground, dude. You just blasted it out of my head. I, I was just so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. So so sun rises in the east, right? So this is what this the middle of the circle is, okay? This is if you were standing on the earth and in the in the south facing north. Or yeah, if you were in the south. No. Sorry, if you were facing south. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I don't know what way is up. Anyway, no. <laughs> so if you're standing on the earth, and okay, so this is this is the earth, right? See. Here's here's you standing. All right. Sun rises in the east, and then throughout like the weeks and the months or whatever, planets move this way, right? Mm, West. Beautiful. East. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's why the chart is like they don't like this. Okay. Love it. <laughs> so your your first house. Okay, let's run qu- real quick through the houses, and there is no pop quiz at the end, and it's okay if you ask me questions if uh, it's not clear enough. But I'm gonna try and like whip through these so I can explain your chart a little bit. All right. So first house is your body, right? The the main basis of your personality. The whole fucking chart is your personality, but this is like one of the the main things that people see you as. Um, And your rising sign or your ascendant often describes the body very, very well. So like, for example, Taurus is strong. Taurus usually has more of a square shape to their head, like quite literally. (laughs) Uh, They tend to be a little stockier. very like uh, like built like a like a bull or like an ox is what's coming to my mind and like literally that's, that's yep. far, right? you ain't wrong <laughs> <laughs> Taurus is ruled by Venus so the the planet that rules that sign is what they call your chart ruler and describes even more detail about your body and your health, but also where you tend to focus a lot of your energy on. 
So Venus in your chart is down here next to Jupiter in Virgo, okay, in the fifth house. And I'm going to describe the houses and then I'll talk about this, okay, because this is really special. You're special, okay. <laughs> All right, so first house, your body. If there's any planets in your first house, that will add more detail onto the description of you. Um, so this right here, that, that crescent, that's the moon. So you have moon in your first house. Um, moon in the first house. <laughs> moon can be really positive or it can be really negative. And it can like super moody between the two. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you also have a lot of Scorpio, but like we'll fucking get there, okay? We'll get there. Uh, but yeah, so that can make you pretty moody. Um, the other thing that's really important to note is the aspects. That's the lines, the the geometric lines, right? That come off of those planets and what planets they're going to, because that will change how that individual planet acts it's like a conversation between energies right so like we're having a conversation right now sometimes when you're talking to like this person over here you act a little different you have be acting a little funny <laughs> than when you're talking to this person over here right it, your energy changes and when you're around people that are like really shitty energy you kind of you, you know there's an exchange there or when you're talking to someone that's really pleasant you know there's an exchange there too. So the planets, you can't just take like moon and Gemini and only consider moon and Gemini. This is where an astrologer comes in that can tell you what the fuck's going on, okay? <laughs> so moon and Gemini, let me just describe that real quick, okay? Gemini is all about information. It's about um, learning new things, especially things that are exciting, doing things with your hands, because Gemini is the hands. Um, and it's also, it's got this dual twin energy and you've got your moon there, which also has this kind of dualistic energy. Is it full? Is it new? Is it somewhere in between? Fuck knows. <laughs> <laughs> right? So moon and Gemini, they love information. They love to talk. They oh love my to God. They love to listen. They love to look at new things. They love to read. They love to write. They love to this and this and this and this and this, but it's not always very deep. <laughs> sometimes moon and gemini can like flit between several different things at once and actually they're one of the people that are actually really good at multitasking depending on where mercury is placed mercury the one that you pointed out earlier rules gemini and that placement colors how this moon acts and you happen to have mercury in scorpio which is deep and intense and all about transformation and all about phoenixes rising from the ashes it's literally about intimacy and merging energies and looking into the scary parts of life the occult so literally moon and gemini with mercury and scorpio what brings you emotional comfort moon is to look into the deep and scary and the occult god it's so true I know, I was looking at this and I was like, oh, fuck, this is beautiful. <laughs> right? So, but that that's your moon. And, like, that makes a, a big part of your personality. Um, and I, um, I remember you saying not terribly long ago, I don't remember if it was on a podcast or, or what. It must have been on a podcast. But you said that 
um, one of the only things that brings you happiness is like looking at this kind of stuff, the esoteric, right? And I was like, <laughs> I did say that. <laughs> that's right there in his chart. But anyway, so that's really funny to me. Um, okay, so some of the aspects coming off of Moon color it quite a lot, okay? Um, and I was going to talk about the houses and then I got really distracted by your moon. <laughs> Sorry. My apologies. God, how dare you? <laughs> but anyway, so like, when you, these blue lines, right? These yes. are called trines, okay? And these smaller blue lines are called sextiles. Trine is 60 degrees. Sextile is, or sorry, these are 60 degrees. These are 120 degrees, right? Those are softer, harmonious aspects, okay? That means that those planets with those aspects, they work well together, they communicate well, they share the same element. Like really soft angle, is. hard angle? Kind yeah. Of. Okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So like, you know, yeah, anyway, you get it. So they, they share the same element, right? So like, for example, uh, all the stuff going on in Capricorn here. There's a lot is, happening over there. I don't, a lot happening in We'll get cap. there. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh, goodness. That's uh, okay. <laughs> Good old Capricorn. Um, so yes, but they share energy with the stuff going on down here in Virgo, right? Because they share the same element. So they're talking to each other and they're they're coordinating well. <laughs> okay. So anyway, the red lines, the red lines, um, the oppositions, which are 180 degrees, and then the squares, which are 90 degrees, these are like, um, they share the same modality. So they're either cardinal, fixed, or mutable. But they don't share the same element and there's like there's a conflict there right so with the 90 degree for example what's coming off of your moon here it's like with the moon this is what brings you emotional comfort but with jupiter and venus there's like uh it's not like a misfiring it's more like um you're going one way and they're going the other way and now there's a bit of an ego battle or a clash and you some kind of decision has to be made in order for each side to like come to some kind of compromise so that's how i would describe a square an opposition i would describe as usually it manifests as somebody outside of you also working at cross purposes and there's a balance that has to occur so they're they're very similar but they they manifest differently. So with moon square to Jupiter, Jupiter is what brings us joy and Venus is what brings us pleasure. Venus is the receptive, like magnetic, bring me my wine kind of, kind of energy. <laughs> and Jupiter is literally like jovial and expansive and like, this is fun. Um, and this is what will make me money. And like, that's Jupiter. So these concepts are at odds with what keeps you emotionally comf comfortable, what makes you feel nurturing, okay. nurtured. So with Jupiter squared to the moon, it's often like ugh, that can take your emotions, moon, and blow them out of the water. <laughs> wow. Sometimes, you know, especially if it's um, in the context of like, <sighs> fifth house has a lot to do with creativity and children and um the arts 
uh, also like speculative investments, so like gambling. I wouldn't be surprised if when you are emotionally upset, you fucking gamble. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised at all if you did that. I love gambling. I'm not surprised at all. I literally do. (laughs) I'm also very competitive, so I like playing games Mm. in general. Yeah, the competitive stuff is six is a little bit of fifth, a little bit of sixth house. We'll get there. Um, so anyway, so like, it's one of those things where it's like, this is pleasurable and nice and fun, but like, it makes you subconsciously a little bit like uncomfortable. It makes you subconsciously a little bit like uncomfortable. Oh, what do you know? Here we are in the vectors of space. Slowly sipping Through the valley into glass flute of resonance to open your heart chamber. Please just open your heart chamber to love. Resonate with the bees and the butterflies and everything above as well below. Because we cannot have one without both. It is the ebb and it is the flow. It is the good things to and fro. Inside your heart and between my eyes, our palms reach out together, touching towards the skies. Sweet, subtle moonlight kisses the soft cheeks. Mm. I can do this for weeks. Lifetimes, don't stamp a date on it and make it all eaten by the moths and the light like bread in the mold and the pan that you let on the counter for 24 days or more. <laughs> Anywho, uh, yeah, uh, you guys can catch the rest of the interview over on Patreon forward slash rising from the ashes. Um, really appreciate you guys, and, uh, you know, uh, enjoy the rest of, uh, of the month. We got, uh, Ancient Americas and Tartaria Month coming at ya. Enjoy.